0: Good job. Thank, you. Thank you Joanne give thanks have you been giving thanks this week my wife and I have been exercising that principle uh, you know sometimes we forget it seems like the more we have the more we want you know <laughs> the more we have the more particular we are and so I had to kind of we had to remind ourselves well we didn't have it exactly the way we wanted it but you know what let's be thankful for what we have and the way it is amen It helps your attitude, you know, it helps your whole, you know, perspective on life. Otherwise, you're just grumpy all the time. We're we're supposed to be be humbly grateful, but sometimes we're grumbly hateful. We turn it around a little bit. (laughs) Amen. Well, let's pray. Let's get started. Father, thank you for the privilege of bringing us together today to hear your word. I ask you, Lord, just to direct my, my heart and my mouth to speak your words to the glory of God, in Jesus' name, and all agreed, said, yes. Amen. So we're talking about being thankful this month. And actually, this is the last of my message. But then because next week we have Veretta coming. And then after that, Ivory going to conclude the series. So this is the last shot I have at you to be thankful. So I need you to start thinking. Be thankful. All right. God commands us to be He thankful. Many times in the Bible. In fact, even when we get to the throne room, that's what we're going to be doing, saying thanks unto God. Praise God. All the time the angels are crying out, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty, who is and is to come. And then it says, with thanks, giving thanks. So we have to uh, let uh, that message penetrate our hearts and our minds on a certain subject so it can become a way of life for us. So our, we were in prayer room this, this morning. I just kept thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. That's why companies spend millions and millions of dollars are trying to get into our psyche to be able to buy their products. And they know, they know not just one time is going to do it. They continually do it over and over to finally you start saying, I need to go to Burger King and have it my way. <laughs> or you start singing, in and out. In and out. That's what a hamburger's all about. In your car. What? After millions and millions of dollars of being spent trying to get it into our brain, down into our spirit, so that we act upon it. I know I worked for Miles Laboratories for many years, and they um, sell one-a-day vitamins, and they noticed that when they stopped advertising in magazines and TV and radio, the sales went down. The product didn't change, but it wasn't in the minds of the people so that's what happens so when you don't keep hearing the word of god guess what you lose the effectiveness because it's not on the inside of you so just consider this this sunday is just another advertisement for the word of god so that you can be doing the word you know i'm learning in, in class it's called conscious competency in other words you do things and you don't even know why you're doing it because you but you're doing it because it's been Im, implanted on the inside of you to love one another to be good to one another to forgive one another you don't have to think about it. You're just supposed to do it. Amen? Yeah. I was listening to a guy on, the, on the TV saying, Well, you know, you forgive everybody, but you have all these emotions that are going on. Forget about the emotions. <laughs> You're supposed to do it. Let the emotions catch up with you, right? I have an illustration I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but let me get to that. Um, so we have to learn how to say thank you. Didn't we have to learn that when we were kids? Isn't that one of the things they, they receive something and candy or a toy and you have to tell them, now say thank you. Amen. They don't even know why they're supposed to do it. They just look, oh, okay. Thank you. You have to teach them how to say thank you. It's not a natural thing to do. Because you get selfish and you get self-centered and you get think that you deserve it. And you have to know that what a person's doing for you, you should thank him for it. You should be appreciative. Amen. So that's the right thing that we're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I can tell you, when, whenever I received something from God, I knew it was uh, something that I had to do to receive it. It took a lot of effort. It took, it took active, continuous, and purposeful effort to put it into my spirit. And then I, I could see it being carried out in my life. It doesn't just happen. So I, was ha- I had this thought as I was walking and thanking the Lord the other day, is that I'm thanking Him because of the things that He's done for me in my life not just a long time ago but just last week yesterday you know the day before you, you, every day but you have to have you have to have to, you have to receive something to be thankful for right if you don't have if you don't if you haven't gotten anything what, what do you what's to be thankful for like for instance okay on christmas everybody gets presents don't they but now, what if you didn't get any presents on Christmas? And I know a lot of you spiritual people say, well, it's the, it's the day that Jesus was born, so we, we don't need to have any presents. But if you're sitting there, and everybody else is opening presents, and all you have is your hands on your lap, <laughs> you're going to think, something's wrong here, isn't it? <laughs> so you have to receive something. You know, Marianne's brother, he, he got tired of getting gifts that he didn't want you ever been there you know you get a a tie that you don't wear a shirt that doesn't match and gadgets that you don't use so he said you know what I'm going to send a little email out and that way people will know exactly what I want I have a list they'll know and then if they want to send for it I'll give them the catalog and, and, and the, the article number that they need to send away and that way I won't be surprised and I'll be happy so sure enough, the, we thought he was a little crazy at first. So the first Christmas, of course, he gets his presents and he opens it. Oh, he, he acts so surprised, you know. Oh, that was just what I wanted. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, but he was happy. He got what he wanted. So we started incorporating that into our house. So when Marianne had a birthday or something, she'd just get the Macy's catalog. She'd get what she, she'd open it up to the right page. She'd take the art. She'd circle it. She said, this is what I want for my birthday. <laughs> And she's happy. But now I've progressed from there. I've gotten better. I've learned how to, you know, kind of venture out my own self and try to figure out what she likes. And so we, we, we've got that under control now. So, but I can remember the first time I had to believe God for finances. And I had to speak it over my life over and over and over again for, able to, for it to be able to penetrate into my spirit so that I could receive what God had promised me. You know, just a casual prayer, like, okay, God, I know you see my need. I ask you to bless me. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. Uh, So I I can remember when I first, uh, 30 years ago when I first got saved, I was working for Johnson & Johnson baby products. And um, because of the intense pressure of continually having to produce more sales, every year I took a lesser job so that I could devote more time to church and to the to, to speaking to God and things like that. And so I was single at the time, but then all of a sudden here comes Mary Ann. Little Mary Ann. <laughs> and, and now, you know, we fell in love. We're going to get married. I got this lesser paying job, but it's okay because we got love. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you anything but love, baby. <laughs> That's the thing, I got plenty of baby. But to make it worse, <laughs> she got pregnant. So now I got a lower paying job, I got a wife I can't afford, and now I got a baby on the way. And I said, Ay, 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 what am I going to do? And at that time, I didn't know how to believe God for finances. And I was like concerned because I didn't want to bother God. He's got a lot to do. He's got things he has to take care of. And I didn't want to be selfish. I didn't want to have to just, you know, tell him about all my needs. And uh, so my wife, thank God I have a godly wife. She said, well, we can believe God for the difference. I said, woman, don't you know how much we need? She said, God will provide. I said, "Okay, well, let's look at this. So I started studying the scriptures. And it says that um, it's the Lord's pleasure to take it's uh, it take uh, it's the um, it's the Lord's pleasure to give you the kingdom. He he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Abraham's blessings are ours, and that he withholds no good thing to them that walk uprightly. I go. That's me. She said, "Yeah, I, I was married before." To an ungodly person, she didn't know that he was a, he was a crook, uh, he, he, did, he got unjust gain, and they had all these things, and then she marries me, a godly man, and she doesn't have anything. She said, this, this, this doesn't make sense. I go, you know, you're right. So with my back up against the wall, I said, okay, I'm going to start believing you, God, for finances. And so she said, well, what do you think you can believe God for this month? We found out that we need about $500 a month. I said, well, it's the middle of the month. It's my first time. I just believe that maybe God can give me $100 a month. I figured it's, it's, a, it's one bill. Somehow we can kind of just float down from heaven some way. Get into my bank account, right? Because Monopoly, even in Monopoly, bank area, you get $200. So I figured I could get at least $100, somehow, way, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I just believe that he's going to do it. So I've been, so we got together, we prayed, we agreed in touching, and we thank God for what, uh, the hundred dollars. Because the Bible says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it'll be done for you from my Father in heaven. In First John 5, 14, it says this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know if he hears us, he gives us the petitions that we desired of him. The, I, I had to believe that because otherwise I do not know we were going to get kicked out of our apartment. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to believe the promises of God. Otherwise, what, what if I said to, to Raina, I said, Raina, I know it's your birthday coming up. I'm going to send you a, a check. I can't come to your birthday party, but I'll send you a check. And she'd say, uh, when? (laughs) No, I'll I'll send it. Well, when are you going to send it? (laughs) When can I expect it? How do I know it's going to come? No, she has to believe me, right? We have to believe God when he made a promise that he would watch over us, he would provide for us, and that if we call upon his name, that he would deliver us, right? So I had to believe that, so I, it's not like a casual. So I did my part, I began to thank God. We, we agreed to touch for a hundred dollars and we, we, I kept thanking him. You pray once and then you thank him. I just said, thank you Lord for that hundred dollars. I said it when I woke up, I said it while I was getting dressed, I said it when I went to the car, when I drove to work, when I got in the elevator, when I was at work, when I'm on the phone waiting. I just kept saying, I thank you Lord for that hundred dollars. I thank you Father. That you have provided for me according to your word. I thank you, Jesus. That, that prayer went up to heaven from my heart to heaven, and God heard it. And guess what happened? We got, uh, it went a couple days after the end of the month, but I didn't give up because God's not on my time frame, my time schedule. Did you know that? He's not saying like, oh, we got to get it because Pastor Chuck, he needs the money, and he said he prayed. No. <laughs> it's according to your faith. You ever feel like God's late sometimes? Like, where have you been? <laughs> you're not only a couple weeks, you're months, you're years late. Where are you been? How, did you hear my prayer? <laughs> and so at the you know, three days after the, the end of the month, we get this check in the mail for $504. I said, Praise God. Where did that come from? It was an insurance claim that Marianne had filed three years ago that they denied, and they said, I called them, they said, We're not paying this, okay? Just forget about it. But, (laughs) but God (laughs) heard my cry and they paid the money. Now, now, would we be just like, okay to say, well, thank you. No, we rejoice. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. You came through. And we did, but guess what? We had to start the next week and the next month as well. And we kept seeing God come through, come through, come through. And then all of a sudden, you 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 get a, a like a track record or a, 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 a um, connection with him, and and then it gets easier and easier as you go, because you've already established. It's kind of like riding a bike. You ever remember when you first rode a bike? How difficult that was. You crash into cars and you fall down, and you know I can still remember my dad running behind me. You got it, son. You go. Oh no, <laughs> you crashed again. But now you know after you learn it. It's easy. You get on a bike, you know, 30 years later, you just ride it. You know, you just know how to do it. So once you learn how to believe God for finances, for healing, or for whatever you need, you can actually tap into it easier than you could before. So um, my point is that we have to have these kind of exchanges with God in his word, in prayer, in petitions, and in obedience to see his goodness so that we have something to be thankful for. Otherwise, yeah, thank you, I got saved 20 years ago, but nothing's happened since. No, God's not like that. He wants to be in our life and help us every step of the way. He's like a father that wants to just watch over you. He loves us that much. He says, I'm not only going to just bless you, I want to get on the inside of you and live your life with you. Isn't that exciting? We're not alone in this world. Like Isaac, uh, the song, we are a child of God. And he, so you ever have these uh, parents that go to school and they sit with their, with their children in the class to make sure that the, they're doing okay? Well, that's what God says. I'll, 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 I'll walk through their, this life with you. I'll make sure you're doing okay. Praise God. So we have that as our assurance. Now, David said it this way in Psalms 116, verse 1. He says, I love the Lord. Why? Because he has heard my voice and my supplications, isn't that isn't that why you love people? You know, you call them up and they say, "Oh yeah, you know, how you doing? Good to hear from you. Why don't you come over?" He heard. David said, "I don't just love the Lord because He's up there. I love Him because He heard my supplications. Because He has inclined His ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon Him as long as I live." And the the testimony of David is, he never lost a battle. Can you imagine that? Here's a warrior that he never loses. I like that. It's like having a perfect record in football or baseball or basketball. Never lose. How good is that? How would you like it for, in your life to never lose? Always win the battle. Because why? He went to the Lord and talked to him. In Psalms 56.9 it says, When I cried unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, God is for me. Isn't that nice to know? The God is for you. He loves you because there's an interaction with you. You know, those of you that have been around a while, uh, Sally Field, how many of you know Sally Field? Yeah, this crowd right here, no. <laughs> Her sec, she won a second Academy Award and she went up to receive it and guess what she said? They like me. They really like me. But actually that's not exactly what she said. I looked it up. It says, I've always wanted to get your approval. But you said, now I can't deny the fact that you like me. Right now, you really like me, or you like me. So when do we know that God likes us? When he hears our cry, when he hears our prayer, then he answers us. That's how we know, okay, we have a connection here. He's watching me. He's taking care of me. Praise God. And so we can can petition the Lord, and he will ask us, what do you want? Do you know that he came to Solomon after his father, David, passed away, and David, his father, told him, if you seek the Lord, he'll be found of you. There has to be some seeking going on. God wants to see, he's playing hide-and-go-seek. Did you know that? Paul said it this way, I apprehended that which has apprehended me. He plays tag, you know. He said, I'm, I love you. You're going to come get me? <laughs> You're going, to, you're going to search for me? You're going to read me, read my word? You're going to pray? That God wants it. Don't, don't you girls want guys to follow after you? Or do you, have, you want to follow after them? No. The way it's designed is you're supposed to follow after. They're, they're supposed to follow after you. God wants us to follow. We're his bride. He wants us to follow after him and be excited about him. So, so that's what David told Solomon. So Solomon, the Bible says... That he loved the Lord and walked in all the statues of the father, of his father. And then when uh, his father passed away, he offered a thousand sacrifices of bulls. A thousand. I was thinking, a thousand. Can you count anything to a thousand? How about a thousand ones? One, two, three, four. That takes a while, right? But to sacrifice a thousand bulls. Bring one. on. Okay, okay. One, two. He had a love and a desire for the Lord. So that night, yea, even that night, the Lord appeared to him, and guess what he says? Ask, what shall I give you? God Almighty coming to ask a, a person, what do you want? You want anything? You need anything? That, do you think he still does that today? He did it. I was listening to a minister, Robert Morris. He did the same thing. He loved the Lord with all of his heart, did all the things that God had commanded him. He even gave all of his money away. He gave cars away. And the Lord came and asked him, what do you want? What do you want in your life? And what do you think he would say? He said, I want to have a dynamic relationship with my wife. I want to have an intense, you know, romantic encounter with her All the days that we're married. What what a request. And he said, Lord, why would you ask me that? He says, I only ask people like that, that I know that they have a heart towards me. I can trust them with asking them, what do you want? So the Bible says, if my words abide in you and you abide in me, you can ask what you will. So what do you believe in God for? Believe him that he will give to you what you want when you follow his ways do the things that he's called you to do and one of the hardest things for us to do is to get along with people can I I talk to you about that a minute (laughs) the Bible says that uh, we're supposed to bless our enemies do good to them that despitefully use you right and 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 it also says that when you give it shall be given back to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men Give unto your bosom. How can men give unto your bosom if you're not kind to people? If you have an attitude, if you have a stinky attitude, and you get in fights all the time, and you, you argue, and you complain, and you gossip, is God going to bless you for that? No. Now, I'm going to give you a couple examples. Um, just so you know that, you know, after I get out of here, i got to go into the real world, too. There, there's people that have devils with them. There's people that act crazy. Yay, even Christians are that way. But so you have to, you know, control yourself. If you want to walk in the ways of the Lord and you want to get his blessings, you can't be starting fights, all those kinds of things. We have to be thankful for where we are in life. Know that God is working all things together for our good. Now, we might not be seeing it in the natural, but in the spiritual realm, he's working it out. Praise God. You know, uh,. <laughs> You ever watch a TV show and, and you're, watching, you're all engrossed in it and all of a sudden it's towards the end and you go, I don't think how they're going to finish this, this, this story. And then you see this big wordage, to be continued. You go, to be continued? And isn't that the way our life is? We see what we're seeing and we're going like, I don't know how this is going to end. It doesn't seem like anything's going to turn out okay. But you, you know, it's a to be continued in your life. What does that mean, to be continued? It means there's more to come. It's not over. There's more things that are going to happen. It's not the end. It's not the conclusion. There's a part two. There's an addition coming in your life. Don't give up. Don't walk out on the movie. Don't Don't think that it's not going to work out. God is working all things out together for our good. Sometimes our dreams or our visions are not coming through. We're not, it's not being realized. But one thing you've got to know is that your life is not over yet. God is not working, is not done working on you, and he's going to continue. The situations and, and circumstances may not look particularly good right now, but the show is not over. Amen. The movie has not ended. Amen. It may not look particularly good right now, but that's not the end of the story. You know, I went to, uh, uh, with Johnson & Johnson, they gave us money to go to the, uh, take the buyers out to plays and things like that. And so I I went to the Dorothy Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, saw my first play. And it was Brighton Street Memoirs, great play. Matthew, some Broderick was there. And this guy was great. He was fantastic, It was funny, we were laughing, we were all involved in it. And all of a sudden, they say, okay, intermission. I go, what do you mean intermission? I'm ready for the rest of the show. What are you stopping for? No, we've got to take a 15-minute inter- inter- intermission. I go, what for? He said, well, you know, in case you want to get something to drink or you want to you know, go to the restroom or something. I go, wait a minute. They don't do that in the movies. We can go straight through. But what did I, what, did, what was it? What, would they, what did they need to do? They need to reset the stage. Sometimes we need our stage to be reset. Praise God. Maybe things aren't going right. We need just to take a little time out and reassess the situation. Come at it from a little different angle. Maybe you need to reset your scene. Maybe some people. So you get you need to get some different actors in your life. <laughs> Maybe you're hanging around with the wrong people, right? Maybe you need to get the, look into the Bible to get some more direction. Because he knows the, the master plan. He's the master director. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Some people look at a house and they say, oh, we can't buy this house. It needs to be fixed up. But they don't look at it. way. we look at, it, okay, this is what it's going to look like after I get done with it. And so you're not done. God's not done with this. He's going to continue to work on it. So we can't look at the old paint on the building or the worn windows or the outside that's got a beat-up garden. That, you can change all that. God can change everything on the inside to make everything on the outside look better. We walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God. So let's look at this uh, uh, Thanksgiving psalm, Psalms 100. Let me read it for you. It says, uh, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. One more slide. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Does that sound like a guy that's depressed? Let's go to the first first one. Uh, the first slide, yeah. It says, make a, a joyful what? Shout. shout. Now, there's five commands in this, Bible, in this psalm. It's a psalm of thanksgiving by David. And the first one is what? Make a joyful shout. shout. Everybody, all the land, shout. You say, well, no, we don't. Sh- we, uh, Pastor, we don't shout at our church. We just keep it nice and calm and, you know, mellow. <laughs> But the Bible says we're supposed to shout. Shout unto God with a voice to triumph. Amen? You have to break down the walls that, that, that's holding you back. You have to break through. And, you know, the joy that's supposed to come into you says, make a joyful shout unto the Lord. It means to, what it means is to shout with the force of a trumpet blast, a shout of joy to the Lord that comes from the very depths of your being. And so we we have to know that all through the Bible, there's shouting. The walls of Jericho, he said, shout to the Lord. Amen? So we have to shout. In fact, when the Lord comes back for us, he's going to shout with the voice of a trumpet. He's going to shout. Praise God. So if you don't like shouting, you might not like heaven. Shh. Calm down. (laughs) Just be quiet. What's wrong with you? Come on, Lord. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Okay, so that's one thing. Shout. The second thing is what? Uh, Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Are you serving the Lord? The Bible teaches us to serve the Lord. Not serve the church, not serve the pastor, not serve the leaders, not to serve the organism, but serve the Lord. Whatever we do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. And from the Lord you will receive your reward. Praise God. So, the second thing is, serve. Are, are you serving? Are you serving? God wants us to serve. If we're a servant of God, we're supposed to serve. Okay, the third thing that he wants us to do is as Raina said, come before his presence with complaining. That's what... Uh, no, that's not right. I said singing. Singing. Oh, singing. Come before his presence with singing. Now, you notice in verses 1 and 2, you got shouting, a joyful shout, you got gladness, and you got singing. That sounds like a, a little bit of a happy Christian, isn't it? E- even, even in my basketball uh, group, you know, I'm with Muslims, Jewish people and non-believers and then Christians that aren't Christians anymore (laughs) Not active Christians, you know Like Jeannie, I asked somebody if they were Christians. They go, sometimes they are and sometimes they're not (laughs) So I had I had some discussions with this Jewish guy and we got a little heated about my beliefs and his beliefs And so we just let it to rest and I just loved him and didn't think anything about it So we're on the same team last Saturday and uh, we're starting to lose, and I'm starting to get tired, you know. And he says, hey, Chuck, what's, are you getting tired? I go, no. He says, call on the name of the Lord. Call on Jesus. He'll help you. I said, whoa. Are you kidding me? I go, now we're on the same page. Amen. We're, we're in the same book. <laughs> we're in the New Testament now. So you can make peace with people that even you disagree with. Praise God. So... So they're happy, what what does that song go? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. Happy and you know it, clap your hands. (laughs) So look at the person next to you, do they look happy? (laughs) Well, according to this, they're supposed to be shouting joyfully. Serving the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing, right? And then here's the, the fourth thing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We have to know that he's God and he's the pastor. He's the shepherd. Now, we want to be the shepherd, don't we? Nobody wants to be the sheep and have somebody tell us what to do. We want to do our own thing. But know that the Lord, he's God. And he's supposed to tell us what we're supposed to do. Yes, praise God. And then the last command is, uh, let's go to the next slide. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So we're supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You know, once you get this in your spirit, you'll start feeling it. It's the spirit of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. David said, we need to thank the Lord in the morning and in the night and all during the day. He actually had musicians and singers that would come together and they'd gather together and they would thank the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise God, thank the Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, amen? And the last one, or that is the last one, isn't it? Yes. Now, you gotta remember, this is a psalm. Psalms 100. And so they sang that in the tabernacle of the Lord, and people would come and sing. But now, I looked for a song that we could, that we could play that would be Psalms 100. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, I looked hard for you all. We, I could have got a contemporary song, or I could have got an uh, orchestrated song. Type song or children's choir. I had to get something that everybody would like. Something that was hip. Something that was cool. So let's see if you like this one, okay? Psalms 100. So are you ready to be thankful to the Lord to bless His holy name, to have that joy of your salvation be renewed and let the Lord minister to you and just enjoy people. I know some people are kind of crazy. Just enjoy them. Just, li- just listen to them. Some, you can't change people. God can change it, but you can't change him. Just enjoy it. Oh, really? You think that way? Hmm. Okay, well, why? Do you, had you ever thought about it this way? And why do you think of it that way? And just enjoy. They have a different perspective on life. And so just don't take it too seriously. Thanksgiving is coming, right? So that means we have to get along with those people that we haven't seen for a while, <laughs> our relatives, and just know that the Lord is going to use you to be a light to them. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to share with you the wonderful truths from your word that you want us to be thankful unto you, to bless your holy name, and see your, your glory and your deliverance be upon us at all times. We just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen.